Hello, welcome to the program Discover the Vocation. Happy Easter. I'm your host, Father Danny Santos, and today my special guest is Father Chris Gillespie. Father Chris is currently the pastor of Kent Lambton Catholic Family of Parishes, which includes St. Michael in Dresden, Sacred Heart in Port Lambton, Holy Family, and Our Lady Help of Christians in Wallaceburg. Father Chris, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. That's a bit of a mouthful. That's a number of parishes you're looking after. It is. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we became a family of parishes almost two years ago. Uh, three of the, the of three of the parishes had already been working together for uh, about uh, 15 years before that. Uh, but we uh, added uh, St. Michael's in Dresden to become the Kent Lambton Catholic family of parishes. Excellent. How are you finding with this pandemic? We're now kind of in a, a I guess, a third lockdown. Do you find that uh, you're back to regularly streaming mass? Is there a live streaming service going on? Uh, so we were live streaming once when the uh, parishes were open. Now that we're uh, locked down again, we're actually doing a pre-recorded uh, mass, and that allows uh, uh, our people to do a little more um, adding of, say, lyrics to songs onto the screen or any touch-up or editing that might be done. So just a little more polished uh, output, but uh, yeah. But once we're open again, and during this pandemic, we have been live streaming as well. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So Father Chris, uh, in the program Discover the Vocation, we kind of look a little bit in the background of the various people of our diocese and their vocation story. Uh, Father Chris, what was your story? Uh, where did you grow up? How was your family life? Um, why don't you share with us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah. I was born in uh, Scotland, uh, but I came over to Canada when I was very young, just a year and a half old, and uh, moved to Toronto for a few years and then grew up in Sarnia uh, after that. Um, I guess I first uh, felt a, say a call to uh, priesthood in about grade seven. Uh, I'd been out in the backyard talking with my dad and he had, that was the first time he shared with me that he spent two years in a seminary. And I just immediately had the sense of, this is what I'm supposed to do. I just knew right off the bat. Uh, before that, I'd thought about being a teacher, uh, a doctor, a dentist, or a farmer. Uh, but uh, there was never that same sense of, this is what I'm supposed to do as there was right at that moment. So I still had to discern and pray about this and, and uh, go through that whole lengthy process uh, that way. Uh, I also had a couple of great role models uh, of priests uh, when I was about that age too, that uh, were just uh, happy, uh, joyful, holy people. And that was very uh, inspiring uh, as well. Uh, so I kind of put on the back burner my thoughts about that when I hit high school. And then uh, and once grade 11 hit, I started to think about it more and more often. I've even had uh, three different uh, friends who weren't really connected with each other too much, but within the course of a couple of weeks came up to me and said, have you ever thought about being a priest? I think you'd make a good priest. And uh, you kind of just missed the first one. And the second one, you start wondering. And then the third one, you think, okay, I think God is trying to tell me something. Uh, so I did a come and see my last year in the high school at uh, St. Peter's Seminary. And I think the greatest thing I got out of that weekend was just seeing uh, the priests and the people at the seminary as just ordinary people. Uh, yes, with a particular calling, but uh, ordinary people who like to joke around and do ordinary uh, things too, whether it's sports or go to a movie or, or things like that on top of prayer and discernment and, uh, and other things in our, in our, our lives. So, so um, yeah, the seminary were, was a good years for me. Every year was a bit different and uh, uh, a great process uh, of discernment and just many ways that God was kind of gently affirming that uh, call throughout the years as well. So. Reflecting a little bit about your time in the seminary, did you find that the formation helped you uh, with sort of the priesthood of, uh, you know, the third millennium, as uh, Cardinal Dolan puts it, this sense of like this 
idea that we need to relate to people, but also have uh, uh, a foundation in Christ. Did you find the seminary helped you with that in that formation? Sure. Yes. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Particularly the internship, uh, the hospital course, pastor counseling courses, all those things too. Were there was a, there was a big focus on that as well. Yeah, I mean, yes, you need to study the theology and the doctrine and the sacramental theology and church history and all that those things, but uh, uh, relating to people is also very important in the life of the parish priest for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What was your early experiences as a priest? Did you find uh, it was overwhelming? Did you find that the grace of God helped you in a lot of situations? Uh, both. <laughs> My first year or two was overwhelming, but uh, the grace of God was certainly there. So uh, I found actually in my first year as a priest, I was getting sick a lot, but I think it was because of uh, suddenly uh, having a lot of exposure to parishioners, uh, visiting the hospitals, visiting nursing homes, being in schools. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, I seemed to get a cold or flu quite a bit my first year or two. Then after that seemed to be, and I think maybe just the stress of having everything pretty well, everything being brand new uh, uh, was part of it too. But uh, certainly I could see the grace of God at work too. And God gives you what you need to get through too. So, mm -hmm. What do you find you enjoy most about the gift of the priesthood? Is there a particular aspect of it that you really kind of thrive in? Is there, or is it basically the whole package? I love the variety of different aspects of the life of a parish priest to being able to see and journey with people at all stages of life from birth to death and everything in between. You know, they're, they're very high points in life and they're very low points in life as well. So it's a great privilege that way. Uh, but also I think even perhaps during this pandemic and this lockdown, it's kind of heightened uh, uh, my awareness and appreciation of the gifts of the sacraments. You know, uh, it's uh, both a beautiful thing and a, a painful thing to be like the only one in church celebrating the mass or with another priest. I live with two other priests right now and uh, uh, just us and recognize the pain of the, of the faithful not being able to be there and actively partake in the sacraments. Uh, so it's uh, both a joy and a, a painful thing, but realizing and appreciating this great gift that we have in the sacraments and particularly the Eucharist as well. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Father Chris, being aware that maybe some of my, the seminarians of the Diocese of London are watching this episode, I often say to the guys, ordination is not emancipation from formation. So mm. how, how do you find uh, the importance of ongoing formation in your own priesthood? Is there certain aspects that have helped you in your, in your priestly world? I know you've had some experience with uh, evangelization. Can you say a little more to those who are watching? Yes. Yeah. So um, a few years ago, I was, I was blessed to be able to take part in a program in the new evangelization out of Sacred Heart Seminary in Detroit and uh, taking uh, part-time studies there. There's a couple other priests in the diocese that did that at the same time, were able to encourage and help each other along. Uh, but they were fantastic courses and brought out a lot of uh, uh, great aspects of uh, evangelization and the central, uh, central part that that plays in our ministry as priests and, and all the faithful as well and bringing that good news uh, to our world today and uh, the fundamental role of the Holy Spirit in all of that as well. So uh, as we talk about the Holy Spirit being both the... Uh, a primary agent, agent, and the goal in evangelization. So it's so important to be to be praying, to be open to God, open to the Holy Spirit working in and through us, listening to those kind of promptings of the Spirit, when to let out our nets for a catch, and and uh, what to do and what not to do. And uh, so that was a, it was very good. Yeah. So I'd highly encourage uh, ongoing formation. Realize how important it is to be a lifelong learner. I mean, mm -hmm. you, uh, we keep learning all our lives, and there's uh, so much more to learn in uh, in our faith and in uh, church teaching and, and so many different aspects too. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, it's amazing when you think about how much 
um, ongoing formation helps not only in terms of our education, but our formation as priests. You know, I, I feel like every day I'm learning something new, even in the vocations office. Um, sure. And I always tell people that the true director of, the, of vocations and seminarians is the Holy Spirit. I'm just kind of the coworker or the yep. uh, associate uh, director. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the th questions I often get, Father Chris, and maybe you've gotten it too, when you go to elementary schools, a lot of kids think that all we do is celebrate mass and, you know, go, go into our rectory and disappear until the next Sunday. Um, that's not truly what a priest is like, but also uh, kind of a follow-up uh, in terms of your schedule, what's your schedule like and what do you enjoy doing? What do you find kind of gives you life in terms of, you know, recreation or a hobby? Okay. Yes, yeah, so the, the parish priest does a lot of diverse uh, things. So it's uh, not just the Sunday mass uh, or just not just weekday masses. We also have a sacrament reconciliation, uh, baptisms, uh, visiting people in the hospitals or their home if they're sick and giving the sacrament to the sick or simply praying with them. Um, we have a, uh, an active RCIA or right of Christian initiation of adults. So welcoming people into the church all the time too. Uh, there's many different committees that form the life of a parish as well too. So there's a parish advisory or the uh, parish pastoral council, uh, which uh, assists in both assessing needs of the parishioners, uh, recommending and putting into practice different uh, uh, pastoral outreaches to people in the parish or trying to, to, to meet those needs and, and take up that uh, uh, primary work of evangelization as well. Uh, so the, uh, it's very diverse. You kind of wear a lot of different hats when you're working in a, in a parish. And uh, uh, there's work in the parish, but there's also work in different levels of the diocese too. So um, on different uh, committees, uh, as being the pastor of one of our families of parishes, we meet regularly, almost a monthly basis, uh, with the bishops and uh, all the pastors of our new families of parishes to discuss how things are going and, uh, and keep in touch. And uh, I'm also currently serving on the priest personnel committees that recommends to the bishop uh, where to move priests to. Uh, and uh, as uh, an Episcopal vicar, also on the Council of Priests and uh, what's called the Episcopal Council. So there's a fair number of meetings, which right now are taking place only by Zoom, but in the past have been uh, uh, either at the Chancery Office in London or at uh, Holy Family Retreat House in Oxley. But uh, right now we're all getting a little more efficient on doing Zoom uh, meetings, as I'm sure most of the world is right now too. Uh, as for uh, what gives me life or recreational things, uh, uh, I enjoy uh, sports and uh, uh, a number of years ago uh, I got into the sport of triathlon and uh, I've been running for most of my life and doing uh, long distance running uh, for quite a while and uh, wanted to uh, reduce a bit my mileage uh, so I thought I'd take up the swimming and the biking just to, to uh, kind of cross train a little bit and keep up my level of fitness with doing putting a little less uh, pounding miles on my my joints. So uh, I took up the triathlon and found that I really enjoyed it actually much more than I th thought I would. So I, I do, I enjoy that. Uh, it keeps me uh, active and busy in training. And I like to sign up for at least a race or two each year. And that uh, gives me the incentive to get out and keep uh, training uh, as well. So that's a great, uh, it's a great stress reliever. I find I'm more alert and sleep better and less stressed when I'm able to be physically active and stuff too. So that's been really good. Uh, I also, uh, a few years ago, uh, went back to uh, my old high school instrument uh, here in Wallaceburg. Uh, the former high school uh, music teacher retired, and then when he did that, he started a community band. So I uh, joined the community band and actually took up uh, playing the bassoon, uh, which is a unique instrument, but uh, we had to borrow one from a Chatham concert band because uh, we didn't have one and I don't have one myself. So, so that's been uh, a good uh, joy in my life too, to, to be taking part in that again. So. 
I think uh, one of the best things I've heard about the priesthood is we have all the time in the world to do ministry and all the time in the world to grow in our recreation or, or enjoyment. And I always tell people recreation is about recreating ourselves. And, you know, it's important to recreate ourselves. Um, Father Chris, in terms of the notion of discernment what's your view of discernment what, what do you think discernment because i think there's a lot of ideas of discernment in the world even in the church today what is your sort of view of discernment if someone asks you like father i'm i'm discerning a vocation what what sort of would you say about that discernment i would say discernment is is basically hearing the lord's call in our lives hearing what it is the lord is calling us to uh and there's many ways that god has of reaching us of telling us of affirming that in us uh, but it's primarily uh, recognizing that, uh, okay, God's the one who's in charge. Uh, he's got a plan for us that's better for, than our own plan for ourselves. And where we'll be happiest and feel most fulfilled is in discovering what it is the Lord is asking of us or inviting us to, and then uh, just joyfully saying yes and uh, carrying that out and trusting that uh, uh, there's an old expression that says that when God appoints, God anoints. So if God calls you to a certain task, he gives you all the, the, the grace, the help that you need. Uh, to carry that out too. So uh, we're very much aware of our own weaknesses, our own shortcomings. And uh, it's one of the things I love about reading the Gospels is that you see very much the shortcomings and weaknesses of the apostles, the ones that Jesus, the 12 that Jesus first called. And uh, despite all that, the Lord still loves them. The Lord still gives them this uh, uh, incredible mission to, to go out and proclaim uh, the good news. And he continues to call and equip people today to do that too. So again, just in prayer, uh, being able to hear where the Lord is calling to feel that confirmed throughout you and uh, just to trust in the Lord and say yes to that. And, and uh, you're off on a great adventure. That's excellent. One of the things I also recommend is understanding what's the next step. What's, what is God calling me to? Cause I think a lot of times we have this vision of, I have to get to the end goal. And as you know, as a triathlon, it's not about getting to the end. The end is important getting to the finish line, but it's, it's step by step by step. So, you know, kilometer by kilometer or mile by mile for those who are watching in America. Yep. 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 Yeah. So, uh, again, going back to the triathlon analogy, in any of these longer races, there's always aid stations along the way. So, for instance, in a, a marathon or whatever part of the race, there's every few kilometers, there's an aid station where you're offered water or a sports drink or, or for longer races, even uh, uh, some type of food of some sort. So, uh, our prayer and the sacraments, those are kind of our aid stations along the way in life, in our life as, as Christians, in our life as Catholics. And uh, again, a daily life of prayer, that's what sustains you. That's what keeps you going. That's what uh, uh, the Lord uh, gives you, in a sense, uh, the grace and strength you need each day. I came across a number of years ago, this beautiful uh, passage from uh, Lamentations 321. And it says, uh, I will call this to mind as my reason to have hope. The favors of the Lord are not exhausted. His mercies are not spent. They're renewed each morning, so great is his faithfulness. And uh, just a beautiful passage reminds us, okay, God's grace is available to us every day. We just have to open our hands in prayer, and uh, God will give us what we need for the day. Give us this day our daily bread. Um, just a question in regards to that. A lot of people in this pandemic feel, you know, I can't go to church, and therefore my prayer life is not going well. Um, what advice would you give to someone who might be discerning? Like, how, how can their prayer life now in this time... Um, and I've heard one priest say this is a sacred time that we're kind of, in a way, we, we've paused again in the world and taken time to reflect on what's important. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who's kind of wants to grow their prayer life? Like, I think a lot of times there's an attitude, I have to have my prayer life up to here, but you haven't even started. So what advice would you give to someone who might be just 
just starting back in their prayer or they or they want to deepen their prayer a little bit yeah yeah so i want to acknowledge the the painfulness of the current situation in people's lives too particularly those that are used to uh the sacraments as as a, a, a primary aspect of their life of prayer and and that uh nourishment of uh of receiving the lord in the eucharist and stuff which uh we're kind of uh, fasting from in a sense at this time. So acknowledge that difficulty, but at the same time to recognize that, uh, okay, this could be an invitation to, to work on our own private lives of prayer too, uh, to recognize as uh, uh, Cardinal Collins once said when, who, when he was a professor at St. Peter's Seminary, that uh, God works through the sacraments, but he's not limited by them. So uh, the Lord uh, is still at work in people's lives. You know, we, uh, the Lord hears uh, uh, even the smallest prayer, you know, is immediately brought before God's throne. And uh, that's actually Cardinal Collins as well in, in his course on the book of Revelation that pointed out that passage uh, uh, with the significance of the incense that we use of, uh, of this uh, angel standing before God's throne, with the smoke from the incense uh, rising up with the prayers of God's people and this immediacy of our prayers being before God's throne in heaven. So, uh, so we can trust that God hears us. God's still with us. He's not abandoned us. Uh, and just to... For many people, there's uh, there's some extra free time where you're where if you're used to doing many things which are on hold right now, whether it's organized sports or or whatever that we are not able to do at this time, then perhaps that extra time is available to to spend more time with the Lord in prayer, whether it's scripture or uh, or whatever that might be, you know, to to develop that in our lives too and form good habits of prayer too. One of the beauties of the pandemic, I think, the church has taken a step forward, and we could see all these beautiful kind of things coming out on the internet, like podcasts, uh, video interviews. I mean, I tell people there's a lot of ways to grow in our faith, even just from going on um, YouTube or programs like Formed and just learning more about our faith and growing in it. Yes. Yes. There's a lot out there right now. Yep. I'm particularly enjoying. There's a, a podcast I think many people are following right now called Bible in a Year uh, from Ascension Press, uh, which is excellent. Father Mike Schmidt will read a section from from uh, scriptures and give a, a commentary and how it fits in with our situation today and i've found that very helpful too i know a number of my parishioners are doing that uh, as well so in the parish here we, we try to do some uh, podcasts as well we did we had lenten reflections uh with the gospel of the day and a short reflection from each of the members of our uh, parish pastoral team as well as a uh, retired priest that's living here with us and we had a seminarian with us for a while as well while the seminarian was closed down so we invited invited him and and he also was uh was uh, leading in uh, reflections for that too. So uh, people appreciate those efforts to uh, to reach them in different ways and to use our technology today, uh, which is uh, right now our, probably our primary means of communication with, with the parishioners while the churches are closed. So. So, so what I'll do is I will put the link below the, the video. And uh, for those who are listening to the audio podcast, um, what's the website again, Father? What'd be the easiest way to find it if someone wanted to look at that website to find those reflections? Uh, www.klrcfp.com. You Beautiful. might say, can I buy a vowel? But <laughs> it starts for, stands for Kent Lambton Roman Catholic Family Parishes.com. K-L-R-C-F-B.com. And worst case scenario, you can always Google it. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Father, before we uh, cl close this uh, episode, um, there might be some young men or women listening to this program, especially maybe young men who are thinking about the priesthood, because I know the sermon hasn't stopped. The Holy Spirit is still speaking to them. What advice would you give them? What's one piece of advice you think that they could take home and use during this time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just to keep nourishing that life of prayer. Again, being in touch with, with God that way, listening to where the Lord's calling you to, growing in that closest, that relationship with the Lord. Uh, I think in prayer, it's 
some, some of our young listeners <laughs> who are discerning may not remember our old style radios where you had a dial where you had to tune it in. And as you got closer to turning it left or right, you'd get a clearer signal. And I think prayer is kind of like that. Uh, fine tuning and being able to hear God's voice in our life. And that comes with uh, just spending time with the Lord in prayer. So, and again, just to trust in God, to trust in God's goodness, to trust that the Lord will equip us to, to do whatever he's calling us to. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't uh, leave us short or, or hanging. You know, he's, uh, he's there with us to help us through. So, yeah, encourage that trust in the Lord. I heard a great piece of advice too early on in my time in the seminary, that, and that is that there is one savior in the world and it's not you. <laughs> so trusting, okay, the Lord's got this. Uh, we're, uh, we're just doing our little part, uh, you know, cooperating with him basically, but uh, the Lord's the one who's in charge. Thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule, Father Chris. I know you're very busy with four parishes, but I know you have a great sense of prayer and a great sense of spirituality that I imagine many of our viewers were inspired from today. So thank you very much. Do you mind before we end this episode, if you give us a virtual blessing? Sure, I'd be happy to. Yes. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May Amen. make his face shine upon you and be gracious Amen. to you. Amen. May look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. And may Amen. Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I'm your host, Father Danny. Join us next month for another episode of Discover the Vocation. Same channel, same time. God bless.